What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you guys are listening to another take of uh, TVE episode 392. That's right, for you uh, Patreon subscribers, um, I put on, I did a hour podcast for 392, and it was a fun podcast. It got a little dark towards the end. Anyway, it gets cut off at like almost 40 minutes. And um, I, it was ruined. And I'm like, no, it's not ruined. I had fun talking about the things I talked about. We talked about, um, you know, the I did your guys on Acceptables. I, I talked about the uh, Oscar, actually the Oscar part got cut out. Anyway, it's a really good 40-minute podcast or 37-minute podcast. And I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. And I go, hey, how about this? The Patreon fans deserve it. So there is a, what was going to be this podcast is now on Patreon. And now I'm going to do a podcast now. There you go. So uh, you'll get that. You'll get this. And uh, I'm going to try to put another Patreon in the can. I apologize for the shortage of Patreons this uh, month. I got a little sick. I will make it up to everybody in March. Okay, and uh, we got some definite, and if the Patreon uh, listeners know, we got uh, some something in the works that's very close. I'm excited about that. We're also uh, giving a facelift to TVE, and uh, you could hear all about that on the latest Patreon, uh, $3 a month. And um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff is going to be happening with both uh, both podcasts very soon. Uh, probably in March, That's what the that's the target, and it looks like it's on schedule to do that. Uh, I'm still a little under the weather here, but listen, you got the long, you got that Patreon, what was going to be 392 on this, you got that on Patreon, and now I'm going to give you 392, another 392. So there you go. A lot of me talking shit, this, uh, please excuse the sniffles, I, every time I feel like I'm getting better, I have to run out, I'm out till late at night, last night was Giannis's bachelor party, tonight me and my family are going out, tomorrow we got Giannis's um, rehearsal dinner for his wedding, and then his wedding is on Saturday, so I don't know when I'm going to kick this cold, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen until sometime at the beginning of next week, um, so we got that going on. All right, uh, we got a bunch of people upset about stuff in the news that I know nothing about. All I know is people are fighting and people are upset. And it's the same fucking thing. I don't know anything about it, guys. I don't care about it. Okay, you know what I care about? I care about you. I care about giving you guys content. I care about making you people laugh. I care about shitting on the Brooklyn Net fans like I'm going to on this podcast. Okay, because I got to tell you something. Last night, Giannis's bachelor party is a lot of fun. We went to a Brooklyn Nets game. Me, Giannis, Chris DiStefano, uh, Mad Dog, uh, James Matter, and his buddy Marcus, his buddy Chet. Uh, Chet, it was it was a good time. Face value on our tickets were ten thousand a pop. Sitting down there, uh, don't worry, I didn't spend ten thousand, but just the, the seats we had were ten thousand dollars a pop. Okay, so it was pretty ridiculous where we were sitting. We were basically sitting on the bench with the Wizards, basically sitting with the Wizards. Like, I could not have been closer to Jeff Green and all of these players. It was seriously insane. Um, and I got to tell you something. The absolute disrespect that the Brooklyn Nets... By the way, Barclays Center is very nice. It's small. It's intimate. I could see how somebody would definitely do like a concert there or even a comedy show or special there because it's a lot smaller than Madison Square Garden. That being said, it's just not Madison Square Garden, okay? And all of these fucking dudes chanting Brooklyn in the crowd, shut the fuck up, all right? It was, I never saw more unathletic hecklers in my, I've never saw more just yelling I mean, this one kid was screaming and taunting players, and he was a skinny Jewish kid with a fucking yarmulke on his head. This kid looked like if he held a basketball, three of his fingers would break. And he's fucking screaming at some Adonis who's six foot eleven with ripped ads and biceps that look like Superman. Are you shitting me? This guy was standing up. I wanted to go, dude, you got a yarmulke on your head, and you look like if I threw a fucking pencil at you it would snap your torso you fucking skinny twig bitch sit the fuck down are you kidding me 
These people were the most ridiculous. Going, yeah, sit down. Not and like you look and you're like, wow, that's gonna be some big tough guy. And it was a guy with like a red beard. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to be funny. Two guys to the left of me was a skinny Jewish kid with a yarmulke screaming at a seven-foot black man that could fucking probably punch him in the face and kill his whole family. Just with one punch to his face, his family would die. Okay? That's that one guy. Then I hear screaming behind us, and me and Giannis look back, and it's this kid with like a full, like red hair and red beard. He, he, he looked like he just left a choir at a church. He looked like a, a choir boy who just like didn't get his shit, like who like left rehab. It was the most... I've never seen a group of unathletic shitheads screaming at at the world's most elite athletes like I did in the Barclays Center. And they have this arrogance about them. And I don't care if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. I stand behind this shit. All right? There's one basketball team in New York, cocksuckers, and it plays at MSG. I don't give a shit how bad we are. All right? I don't give a shit how bad we are because pretty soon we're not going to be bad. And you know what? We got two championships. And at the end of the day, we play at Madison Square Garden. And I know all about Madison Square Garden because I performed there twice. And it's one of the most special fucking venues. And it is the world's most famous arena. So you could take your little Barclays Center. You know, listen, it was nice. I would perform at the Barclays. The Barclays Center was nice. The venue is nice. And not everybody from there is a shithead. But... I have to tell you, I literally went from like, all right, this is Giannis's bachelor party, and then we're going to go to a bar, maybe smoke a cigar, but this is the first thing we're doing. It's close to Giannis, you know, and I don't know. I know Giannis was a Knicks fan, but I'm not going to be disrespectful to the home team. And like five minutes in, I'm going, fuck these people. Let's go Wizards. And then the Wizards blew them out, which I love. By the way, say what you want about the Knicks sucking. Madison Square Garden is always packed. The Barclays Center, these, this team, this Brooklyn Nets team is in the playoff hunt right now. They're actually the sixth seed. If the playoffs were to, to start today, the Brooklyn Nets would be in the playoffs. And guess what? The place was like half empty during the middle of the game. It was an absolute embarrassment with the shittiest basketball fans. Probably a bunch of fucking Met fans sitting in there. These entitled one nothing fans. Fuck out of here. Oh my God. You know, show me a fat Italian guy who, like, looked like he might have been a baller back in the day, but now he's just chose sausage and peppers over everything, and he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go and scream because I kind of know what I'm doing, and I'm a tough Italian kid from Brooklyn, and that's what I do. Fine. You can't have a kid in a yarmulke screaming. You just can't. I, 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 I can't see that. You know, it, you know what's next? You got you can have an Asian kid in a robe yelling fucking something to a, bas- a basketball god. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I'm fired up, as you guys know. The podcast is already on fire. It's not even eight minutes in. It is eight minutes in. Um, oh, speaking of, of you know, stuff like that, fired up and, and t- talking positively, um, I talked about this on the Patreon, but obviously, and, and you know, the Patreon I screwed up with because... Um, I told people that we're going to revamping it and that made people drop off. So there's only a few, there's like a handful of you guys staying strong, but trust me when we're about to pop, what's going to happen. You guys are going to be the original ones there. Cause we're about to pop something off crazy. Um, and like where I have to probably get in a studio multiple or once a week and, and really do something with that. But I did uh, say at the top of that show, uh, something that I'll say here because this is obviously more of the masses and this is the, the bigger podcast following right now. But um, just rest in peace to Brody Stevens. Um, such a unique comedy voice and such a positive guy. And I, I posted the clip of him on Facebook saying to the crowd, you know, laugh over here. A lot of laughs here. Join in over here. And he goes, let's get this going. He goes, I've done table reads on this lot. And I'm crying laughing, which is just such a funny thing to say. But... Um, yeah, unfortunately, Brody Stevens, um, you know, I, I don't have, obviously, any clarification, but uh, it looks like all roads are, were leading to, um, you know, taking his own life, uh, which is incredibly sad. He was always, always a sweet, nice guy, loved talking sports, loved talking baseball, um, just so funny and positive, and it really is a, a sin and a shame. I don't know what else to say. Um, but if you're going through that, guys, you know, man, uh, there's, I actually gave the suicide, uh, hotline on the, uh, the Patreon and I will, uh, I'll give it to you now because there, I don't know, um, you know, what people are going through, but, 
obviously, um, you know, there's help out there and it's really sad that somebody could get to that, that place. Um, so if you're going through anything like that, there's help, there's doctors, but you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800. It's 24-7, of course. be funny if they had, like, they had, like, restrictions on the time, like, guy's calling up, he's got a revolver in his mouth, and they're like, we are out to lunch. We will be back. Call back at 2.30, but the, the number is, um, 1-800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. Um, and you know, if, if you're going through something or, you know, somebody that's going through something, uh, it obviously gets that dark where people don't want to be here anymore and they take their own lives and it's incredibly sad. And the comedy community took a very, very big loss with, um, the loss of Brody Stevens. And I got to tell you, man, it affected my show Friday night when I was performing there, uh, at this club in the city. I got a text saying what happened and then I was reading about it and how he went off of his meds because he thought it was messing with them. And and then I had to go on stage and I didn't even feel like making these fucking white yuppies in Manhattan at this part of Manhattan laugh. Uh, you know, I just, I, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, it made me feel really bad. And um, yeah, thoughts and prayers with his family and his friends and the, the comedy store in LA and everywhere. He per- performed at the stand. We met him at the stand, talked to him there. So um, just really sad week, uh, sad week uh, that this happened to a, um, you know, up here. And, and that's what it is in comedy. And I'll tell you something, and I didn't, I didn't say this on the other podcast that's on Patreon right now, but I'll say this. Um, this was the first time, if this makes sense, this was the first time that a comedian was lost. And it was the first time where I actually felt like we are all a team and we're all in it together and it's kind of one comedian for all and all for one. And I never really felt that before. I felt bad before. And I've been like, man, that's terrible. And like, oh shit, I knew that guy or I said hi to that guy a couple times. We talked in a club. This is like the first time I was just like, wow, man, like we really need to be kind to one another and find out what's going on with one another because we we work in these th- in these clubs and, and it's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And in your mind, you're like, look, and I'm just being honest here. In your mind, you're like, look, I just want to do my set, get the fuck out of here. That's it. I want to do my set. I want to get out of here. I want to go home, go to bed, hang with my family, go relax. You know, it's a, it's a hard life, guys. You know, it, it's a fun, amazing, incredible life. But it's hard. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of being alone. It's a lot of stuff like that. And we all go through it. So it made me like this one made me go like, you know what? Like we kind of can be kind, kind to every, you know, everybody and really understand that like you might not see that person again, no matter what it is. So um, it kind of brought that like almost camaraderie with my peers, which I never really felt before. And um, I guess that's a I guess that's a good thing. Um, although obviously I'd rather have it not happen and, and, and not feel that, but, um, that's just me being honest. So, um, rest in peace, Brody Stevens. Uh, you, your clips are out there. People are watching it. Do yourself a favor, watch it. Uh, he definitely left a mark. So unique. Um, I loved, you know, when he used to go, uh, he, he said something. I didn't even actually realize the first time I saw him talking about how he was in the hangover one and two and like talking about the things he did. I kind of like laughed and thought it was funny. But now when I watch it, do you know how funny it is that he goes hangover one? I was in it. Hangover two. I was in it. Due date. I was in He's naming the movies that he was in. And then he goes last comic standing season four, episode one. Things are going well. And it's just that silly, silly, unique, funny thing, man. There's video of him stretching, doing like serious like f- baseball stretches before doing a set at the comedy store. Just a, a unique guy. So uh, definitely do yourself a favor and, and, and in his honor, if you love comedy and stuff like that, check him out. Okay, guys, as you could tell, I'm clearly on my game today. I'm clearly on fire right now. Okay. So you got the Patreon, which is uh, 37 minutes, which was this one. And now you're getting this one and you're probably going to get another one uh, very soon. So it's, I'm just going to start throwing content at you people, pictures, content. It's going to, you're going to get, you're not going to get enough because I'm going on a tour, everybody. You people deserve it. You want to know why? Because the Verzi Effect listeners are the most loyal and the fucking coolest. You know it and I know it. So don't argue with me. Okay. Don't argue with me, damn it. Yes, you're right. I just slapped my pencil down because I got 
upset and defiant at nobody for absolutely no reason whatsoever. You're probably thinking to yourself, how the hell is this guy doing a podcast back-to-back days with all this content that he's going to talk about and not repeat the same things and you know how? I'm going to tell you why because I'm a fucking professional and I'm good at what I do. No, I just, I, I, you people, I owe it to you people. That's why. Uh... You know, I love this. I'm, as I'm t- as I'm talking to you guys, I just read Trump's shocking, shameful about face on uh, on something. It's like uh, Pelosi on North Korea talks. I'm glad that the president walked away. I I just I, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stay away. I want to stay away from um, news until they're just like, hey. A, mer- uh, uh, a meteor is coming. We 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 gonna try to you know do what they did in fucking Armageddon, but that's going on. Or a nuclear war is happening. Grab your loved ones and go. That's what I'm gonna start. I'm done with like the same thing. It's like we're it's like this vicious. It's like we're in a hamster wheel in this freaking thing. These people are upset. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? It's like whatever. I got you. Did you hear about over here, huh? All right. So what else? Oh, I talked about that. See, I can't double up on what I talked about. I talked about New Balance sneakers on the other one. Oh, you know what I'm going to have? Here's what I don't know what to do. What sucks is people wrote in for the unacceptables, and it's on the Patreon, which only a few of you people listen to. So I don't know if it's fair to not read them. So... Uh, oh man, what do I do here? Is it only right to read them? You people took the time. You might as well get on the bigger podcast, right? You deserve that, so that's what I'm going to do. I'll do that, and then um, I'll read these quick. I'm going to kind of read them quick, but I gotta, it's not fair to not, to not do that. Um, so here we go, here we go. Let's see here. Somebody had asked me too about... Um, tickets for the comedy connection in june uh so i don't know if you could let me know when oh tickets for the comedy connection in june i i'm i would probably be soon but i will definitely let you know when those tickets get on sale i will definitely let you know in the plugs uh kelly and thank you so much for reaching out about that but i will definitely let you know uh yeah my buddy clint byers what's up clint clint said uh dude i heard you mention new balance and I just got these, and I love them. The N is reflective and is actually black, but the reason for this email is that I know someone at Finish Line and could, yeah, so listen, these are dope. And there are, again, I don't want to repeat the other one too much, but, you know, there, there's not a, there's not a huge number of Patreons, uh, and, and part of that is my fucking fault and problem. But um, the, there are a few New Balance that are really nice that you guys got to check out, and those are sick, dude. Thank you for the submission. All right, this one I have to read. It's on the Patreon, so I apologize for you people that have to hear it again, but I have to read this from my man, Brendan, who took the time to write a very funny and very good Unacceptable, uh, and it is uh, about being on an airplane. So here we go. We will check this out. Let me make sure this thing is recording and doesn't cut off because that happened last time, and that's going to freak me. That'll freak me out. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Brendan says, Hey, Paul, love the podcast and congratulations on the success of your latest special. This flight unacceptable story has to be at least in the top three. Uh, So this was a 7 a.m. flight from Houston to Dallas. The flight is only about 40 minutes or so. It was a Southwest flight and I was the first, I was in the first uh, boarding group along with this other woman who was around 40-ish. She took the window, uh, row three, and I took the aisle. She strategically placed her bag on the middle seat to avoid somebody taking the middle seat. They had said that it was about half full. Everybody boarded, and I complimented her on the bag trick and uh, commented about how we had gotten lucky, which, yeah, I mean, that's a smart move, too, by her because half the plane's fucking empty. Uh, No sooner had I finished with this is when uh, some older lady, about 60 or so, hobbles through the door and starts looking for a seat. There were aisles and windows galore, but she decides she wants to take this middle seat. No big deal. It is a uh, it is a short flight, but she then has to find a place to put her bag and her three coats. It was about 65 degrees out. Once 
this is complete. Uh, and before she sits down, she announces that she needs to use the bathroom before the flight can take off. The flight attendant tells her to hurry, and she gets into the bathroom for about 10 minutes, delaying the flight. But that's not the unacceptable. What happened next was something I could never unsee. We uh, quickly hit cruising altitude, and this lady goes into her bag and removes, remember, this is 7 a.m., a styrofoam container of spaghetti and meatballs puts her tray down and opens the lid and begins eating her spaghetti and meatballs with her fingers. Paul, I was horrified every time uh, she, she would lean down to take another handful of spaghetti. Me and the woman at the window seat would lock eyes. She too had never witnessed something this unacceptable. Both of us were trying to get photos, but the angle was never right for either of us to do it. The final straw was when the flight attendant announced that it was time to bring the tray tables up. This woman had no fork, uh, so of course she had no napkin either. So she goes finger by finger, one by one, with a full slurping noise and licks the sauce off of each finger. All ten of them because uh, uh, because she was uh, alternating hands. That's fucking disgusting. Then she puts her tray table up, wipes the remainder of saliva and spaghetti sauce on the armrest and says, I wish I had brought a fork. I fucking lost it at that point and went into convulsive laughter and giggles. The woman at the window looked like she was going to hyperventilate. Then on the final descent, she grabbed a flight magazine with her spaghetti paws and got her spit and what was left of the sauce all over the magazine. This was a fly-in, fly-out, same-day uh, deal for me. Uh, I did what I had to do in Dallas and headed back to the airport for a 7 uh, p.m. flight. I am walking to my gate and I hear, hey, spaghetti guy. It was the window woman. We debriefed about the whole situation. Neither of us could believe uh, neither of us could believe it and both of us were still traumatized. I used to laugh at people who would take out sanitizer wipes and wipe down the whole seat, but I am now that guy. Lock him up. That's a great unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. It's completely disgusting. Um, and like I mentioned before, that lady just wants attention because nobody in their right mind is that unaware. Nobody would go there, you know, and, and not make it easy to sit somewhere else. I mean, I know there are some clues people, but the bathroom thing, all that, I just find it, it's just too much. It's too much. It's so ridiculous. But I have to tell you, Brendan, I don't understand why you did not move when half the plane was empty. Cause especially you being in the aisle. And I'm not going at you here, buddy. It's a great unacceptable you wrote in. But I got to be honest. If that's me, I'm saying get me to fu- – I'm going somewhere else, anywhere else I'm going. You know? I'd, I'd have to. I just wouldn't be able to – I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Like especially like way before the slurping of the fingers, which is straight up gross. Way before that, I would have just been like, yeah, like I, I got to get out of here. You know, I'm, this lady's bringing like spaghetti and meatballs at 7 a.m. leftovers. It's gross. It's just absolutely gross. So what do you, what can you do? But but leave. Um, here we go. This is from. This is another airplane unacceptable from Michael. Michael J. Uh, two new unacceptables on my most recent trip. First unacceptable: a woman walked up to my wife and asked if she has a phone charger. My wife, who is suspicious by nature, noticed that there were no plugs on the seats to charge anything. And oh, it's another. Uh, Airplane unacceptable. Seats uh, charge uh, anything and thankfully said no. We later found out this woman had borrowed a charger from someone else and proceeded to leave her phone to charge in the bathroom unattended for half the flight. Nine hour flight. What sort of animal leaves their phone in an airplane bathroom while a conga line of strangers do God knows what next to it, especially while using somebody else's charger? Thankfully, this woman forgot to pick it up. Uh, before uh, descent, and they announced over the PA for the person to come pick up the phone and char- uh, and charger, giving people an opportunity to lay witness to this animal in all her savagery. Yeah, that's ridiculously gross. Good on your uh, good on your wife for being like, no, you're not doing. Who does that? 
Like who leaves? Like, and first of all, it's not even that. Who's, you're leaving somebody else's charger. It's like, yeah, can I borrow your charger and then go leave it in a strange shitter? Absolutely unacceptable. Second unacceptable, got to baggage claim and there were four baggage handlers trying to remove bags from the carousel and arrange them in rows so that the carousel wouldn't get too full. Uh, totally makes sense, but the lack of care they used doing this in front of all the passengers was shocking. Uh, they were dropping and throwing bags, and what's worse is they weren't even giving people the opportunity to pull their own bags uh, off and prevent them from suffering at the hands of these incompetent workers. We all know this type of behavior happens behind the scenes, but to witness it is something else and totally unacceptable. Keep up the good work, Mike. Yeah, they just sounds those guys just didn't give a fuck. They just grabbed. They're at that point. They're like, I don't care about these people on the plane. Just throw their bags. Get me out of here. They don't care. Uh, thank you guys so much for those unacceptables. Those are great unacceptables. Um, and uh, th- if you yeah, write in any also advice, anything that you guys want to talk about, send them into unacceptables for TVE. I know I was talking to you guys. I'm looking for um, new art design for the Verzi effect. And we want to incorporate TVE. We want to incorporate a microphone, maybe like my head in the background of like a negative photo shot, something really cool. And a lot of people reached out to me. but um, And so if, if I didn't get back to you, it's because we got flooded with stuff. But um, I need like a real... You know, some people were nice and put stuff together, but I need like a real graphic designer to do this. So I'm working on something. But if you guys, I mean, obviously I, I can't have everybody just send something in and pay you all. But if you guys send something in and it's awesome, I would definitely shout it out. And there's a chance I will use it forever and have it be the new logo. But it obviously would have to be done fast. Just wanted to throw that out there to you. Um, so if you want the description, I'll give you the description now. Kind of like my poster. If you guys saw the TVE poster, it's like the microphone. Then I want TVE very pronounced and then under it, like maybe smaller, say the Verzi Effect podcast. And then my head like in the background. But like, you know the way like a negative shot looks? Something really fucking cool. And um, and I need like a real graphic designer to send that. If you guys know somebody that can do that, incorporate it. Colors you ask? I like black. I like gray. I like white. I like light grays. I like, you know. But if there's some cool shit with a blue, we could do that too. There you go. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I'm just on fire today, as you guys can see. It's just flowing perfectly is what it's doing. Um, is that everything? Let me see. That, that was... Yes. All right. So we'll, we'll be done with that. And I got to tell you guys something. One of the grossest things that I've ever seen, and I'm sure if you guys listened to the YKWD podcast, which I did on Wednesday night. No, Tuesday night. I'm sorry. Yesterday was Wednesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I did Bobby Kelly's WYKD podcast. And it was me, Joe Mackey, and then Ari Shafir came in. And we're doing this like role play where we were doing like Roger Goodell finding out that Robert Kraft got caught at a rub and tug and like they, you know, and it was it a conspiracy and a sting and all this shit where, you know, they're trying to figure out. And so Bobby Kelly's like, all right, I'm going to be Roger Goodell. You guys be FBI agents. And me and Ari are like role playing doing it. And long story short, Ari wanted me to like start yelling and just play bad cop. But like, no, we know what you, you know, do this whole thing. And Ari just was like, fine, I'll do it. Cause he said I wasn't yelling enough. He stands up and he screams like, you want to, and he just hocked a fucking phlegm lug by accident. Just phlegm and spit just landed on Bobby's mouth and Bobby's eyes just closed and squinted and there's spit on his face and my chair went back and I keeled over and I started gagging where they thought I was going to throw up. It was one of the most disgusting things I ever seen. Also along with it being arguably one of the funniest things you could see, like, in a moment. It was just that quick of a moment. But, ah, uh, I'm getting sick thinking about Ari Shafir's fucking lung loogie from him being sick just flew on, on, on Bobby Kelly's face, and it was really bad. Uh, you guys could probably see that on YKWD. I don't know how the... It was seriously... And it was not on purpose. It wasn't a setup. It was just arguably the grossest thing that I've ever, ever seen. And, um... Yeah, there you have it. Like I, that was that's it. So check that out. It was a fun podcast anyway, but check that out. That, that's worth the price of admission already. Uh, absolutely worth the price of admission already to see. <laughs> Bobby just could get it out. Oh my god, get it! Like he was. It was the funniest, but truly grossest 
grossest thing ever. Uh, guys, go to Capper Network. Yes, go to Capper Network. Get on the leaderboard. Predict your games. Make money that way. They'll pay you for your advice. You could draft some handicappers on there in like a fantasy uh, capping team and make money that way before you go to Vegas. All your dude, I called it moments. Pick it, prove it, profit, baby. You guys know 100% free to join. Go to cappernetwork.com. And, of course, All Things Comedy, everybody. Go to All Things Comedy for your favorite podcasts. Which podcast? The Verzi Effect Podcast. Yes. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen or where the new Patreon, like wh- how the Patreon's going to work. But, guys, it's going to be a show. We're putting it together. It's going to take a little bit of time, but we're getting there. It's going to be a good one. Hop on board now. Hop on board now for $3. Uh, what else do we uh, we want to talk about? The By the way, man, we were at this NBA game. If you guys have never been to a basketball game and sat close, these people are absolute freaks of nature. I've never seen anything like the size of these individuals. It's it's actually unbelievable how somebody that you see, even on the court, that you think is small, is probably one of the biggest, tallest people you've seen. It's crazy. Like Jeff Green, I always thought he was like tall but medium tall. Guys like a guys like six ten. These guys are like six ten, six eleven, and they're not even the biggest on the court. It's absolutely insane. Uh, going with my family tonight to the Knicks game. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. My New York Yankees didn't pay $300 million to a player. Instead, they gave money to their current players, and they're doing it the right way. Um, wow. I just read this. This is interesting. Jason Witten to, re- Witten to return to Cowboys leaving Monday Night Football. Wow. Jason Witten, who retired after the 2017 season and served as an analyst for ESPN's Monday Night Football, is returning for his 16th season with the Cowboys, the team announced. The unretired NFL All-Stars, Witten joins the list. Wow. That sucks for the Giants. But that's, wow, breaking news. You just got breaking news right here. I mean, not that it probably, if you're a sports fan, it probably alerted on your phone, you geeks. But you know what I, you know what I mean. Getting ready for March Madness. Getting ready to fill out the brackets for March Madness. What else is coming on? The NFL Draft, right? The NFL Draft is coming up soon. Is that right? Yeah, right. Uh, no, probably uh, April. I'm sorry. The NFL Combine is going. But there you go. So it was a nice little uh, transition into sports that I didn't even plan. That's the flow of the show right now. You guys are listening to another, <laughs> another, three ninety two, uh, with uh, your host Paul T. Verzi. That's right. What's my middle name? I don't know if I've ever said my middle name on the thing. Maybe I have. My middle name. I'll give it to you guys on three ninety two. Is uh, Thomas. That's right. Paul Thomas Verzi. Guys. Um. Big announcement for 400. I can make it now. I am going to be doing a live podcast in New York City at uh, a comedy club that I did not pick yet. But I will have a very big special guest, somebody that has never been on the Verzi Effect podcast before. Uh, if you are a Verzi Effect fan and you listen all the time, this will be trivia. Try to figure it out. I said he's one of the greatest people I've ever met in life and one of the greatest people I've ever met in this business. And he is the best. And he is going to be on 400. And we're going to do it live. We're going to have an audience there. I don't know if we're going to maybe get some sponsors in there, giveaways maybe. We're going to have audience members. We're going to have somebody walking around with a microphone so an audience member could stand up and give an unacceptable. And we'll talk about it. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Who knows what else can happen, but that's going to be a great night. So um, all you TVE fans, get ready. By then, the new logo and the facelift will have the new logo at the Comedy Club. It's going to be a really nice, dope launch. Okay, we're going to video it. It's going to be awesome. So uh, check out the uh, TVE 400 live um, from wherever when I announce it, but just get ready for that. And you could do the math because if this is episode 392, guys, and I'm going to bring out a, I'm going to bring out a calendar here. And what are, what is today? Today's the 28th, right? Today's the last day of Feb. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You know what? You're absolutely right. 
you should be thinking, did Paul just say Feb? Yes, I did. I don't know why. Feeling it. And I said it. I went for it. I'm committed. I committed to Feb. Sorry. But anyway, so I'm looking at the calendar and that means that Monday the 4th would be, it's probably going to be the 5th just because of the stupid re-recording that I had to do, which screwed up the schedule again. But it'll be the 4th or the 5th, so 11 to 12, so that would be 3, 4, 5, 6, okay, so 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, yeah, so we're looking at Earth Day or the 23rd. So I would say, doing the math that TVE 400 will probably be around Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, either April 22nd, 23rd, or 24th, depending on when I get the Comedy Club available. But it'll be towards late uh, late April, and I can't do it at the end of April because I'm going to be on the road touring. So it will be uh, early, early in the week, April 22nd or 23rd or 24th possibly. Okay? So... If you want to make a trip, if you're in New Jersey, if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in Connecticut, or if you're such a TVE fan, okay, and you fly out, I'll make you a deal. You fly out, I'll give you giveaways. We'll give out posters, we'll give out whatever the fuck I got, we'll talk, we'll hang, we'll take pictures, we'll do the whole thing if you want to come and make a day of it, but I will give the announcement as soon as that happens. Okay, so there you there you have it, all you TV. TVE is about to make another surge like you read about, okay? So buckle up, get on board, and tell your friends because we're about to get a little bit of a facelift and we're about to go. About to go hard. Fucking Brooklyn, give me a break. Fucking kid with a yarmulke screaming like he was about to go out there and dunk. Would have tripped over his own foot. And then this other freaking Irish ginger who looked like he was a... Looked like he couldn't... Guy looked like he couldn't dribble a basketball and chew gum at the same time. And this guy's sitting there screaming at the top of his lungs at a guy who could dunk from the foul line with a blindfold on. It's unbelievable. Um, What else do we have here today, guys? Do I have an unacceptable? You know, I got to be honest with you. I I did on the other one. I had an unacceptable on the other one. Um, Spaghetti Fingers is definitely what I'm naming this again. Because I was going to name the other one Spaghetti Fingers. But this one will be Spaghetti Fingers because of that disgusting train wreck that was on the plane. Um, but, oh man, I'm getting sick. Dude, I don't want to be sick for this for my buddy's wedding. But I'm just, I need, I need rest. I just push it, like, too much. I'll tell you though, I'm on vitamins. And the multivitamin and all that shit, I'm taking that. Like, I never thought I would do that. I remember seeing my dad just take multivitamins and do all that. And then saw my grandparents do it. And I just always thought that was old people shit. And now I'm doing it. And maybe that's why I'm hanging on. You know, I'm doing multivitamin chewables, guys. (laughs) That's that's just the oldest shit I've ever said before. How old is that shit? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the conversations change, guys, when you get older because you get pain. It's like all that corny, hacky shit that people say about getting older, and then it does happen. You're like, oh, my God. Like I, I, You wake up in pain. You need you need all kinds of medicine. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, no, but, you know, not, not – I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess my unacceptable is these weak – yes, this is what it is. These weak-looking weirdos at Brooklyn Nets games screaming at Adonis's. It's absolutely unacceptable. And this one kid kept going at the Washington Wizards center, Portis. And he kept going, Portis, sit down, Portis. And he was really going at the guy. And he's going so hard. And I see that this guy's, like, ignoring him. And do you know how great it would have been if this seven-foot absolute monster center in the NBA would have just leaned over and put his gigantic ruler-sized finger in this kid's face and said, yo, one more time, I'm going to come there and beat the fuck out of you, okay? I don't care. I'll go to, I don't, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, and you're never going to be able to walk into another arena again, you understand? That kid would have turned whiter than he already was, and the scared, he would have turned white as a ghost, and then as a ghost, he would have floated out of there, never to be seen again. It would have been the greatest thing ever. I think the guy just thought it was some crazy heckler who he didn't know. 
you know, it was just like, I don't know if this guy's crazy. I don't know what, I don't need a problem. Maybe he's a young 19, 20 year old kid and he just wants to get through the game. But that's my unacceptable. I will tell you one thing that was really awesome about the Brooklyn Nets game was uh, we went into the Calvin Klein. I'm not trying to be a dick or say whatever, but we had a really nice hookup. And we were in the Calvin Klein area where, uh, where you can um, you get like food and shrimp and sushi and burgers and chicken wings. And I got to tell you, it was really incredible. Like the shrimp was awesome. The sushi was great. Really good chicken wings. So that was that was actually a lot of fun. Bar in there and all that stuff. So that was cool. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, it, that was my unacceptable, these people that, and it was like, and this is the thing, it wasn't normal game. Like, I know what you're saying. Well, Paul, that's what people do at a game. They do it at the Garden too. I've been to the Garden many, many times. I Honestly, I've been to Madison Square Garden for um, so many Nick games and a bunch of Ranger games and performing there a couple of times and seeing everything and seeing the layout. It's a better facility, okay? But during the basketball games particularly, You'll get a couple of yellouts, but it's nothing like ridiculous. And the Barclays Center is so intimate and close up that it was just weird that they were yelling what they were yelling. And it was angering me. And it was justice served that these morons got blown out, that they got blown out. It was great to see. Um, and it's actually a fun bachelor party. If your buddy's getting married and you guys are sports fans, do that. Some of the guys, we'll go to Vegas for three days, drink our faces off. You know, guys get whores and do drugs. And then it's like, and then what? You know, I don't know what you're saying, Paul. That sounds great. But no, get your buddies, you know, get a couple drinks. Go to go to your favorite sporting event with like ridiculous seats. Then after that, go to a bar, finish it off with a cigar. And then it's a great night, great stories, great time. You see a game from amazing seats and all that. It's actually a really good, did a really good thing. Really good, it was awesome. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be giving a speech at Giannis's wedding. I've never done that before. I've never given a speech at a wedding. And I, I realized I'm not going to do the whole, you know, try to be so funny and try to be this and then make people cry. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to talk about my friend and his wife from my heart. Short, sweet, easy. Everybody raise your glasses. Wish him the best and that's it. I'm not turning this into about me. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to literally say a few nice words about both of them. Wish him all the best and get out of there. I'm not doing that whole, you know, the people that, I mean, we all know. We've been to we've been to weddings where somebody's 30 minutes up there. Or, or you know, I mean, and I know family and fathers and mothers do that. But no, I'm not. It's not what I'm doing. Going in and out. Nice couple words. Everybody raise a glass. Tiana's wife, Brittany, all this stuff, and and we get out of there. I'm not, uh, you know. Imagine I cried. Imagine I say that now, and I just broke down. I'm like, Giannis has always been there for me. And my wife slowly walks up to get like, get off of me. Get off of me. It's my time, all right? Where were you? Where were you? He was there. He was there. Just fucking make everybody just drag me outside. We were talking about how funny that would be at the opening scene of a comedy movie. I hate to give it away because someone's probably going to do it now. But opening scene of a comedy movie, someone's wife comes outside the, like the side door of a wedding reception and gives cake to the husband who's in a tux because he had such a meltdown and it was such a bad speech that like he wasn't allowed in there anymore. So he's just like, how's it going? Are they talking about me? And she comes out and she's like, listen, it's not good. And she just like gives him cake. And she's like, just stay here, eat the cake. I'll be out in a few minutes. And he's there, his tie is all fucking disheveled. I think that that would be hilarious. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to have to wrap this one up a little short, but don't worry. The Patreon is almost the same amount of time as this one. So it's like two page. It's like two. Okay. So just, but I, I got some stuff I need to talk about. So I'm not, I'm not leaving you as yet, but it's going to be a little quicker because I'm under the weather, but I had to give this to you. I want to get this out as soon as possible and uh, get ready. So um, did I see any movies? No, I did start the Ray Romano special on Netflix 
And from what I saw, the parts that I saw was very funny. Ray is just incredibly underrated from like, not underrated, I shouldn't say that because everybody knew how great he was and how great he was is why he got Everybody Loves Raymond. But I think people associate him with like a sitcom and a family sitcom and not realize that like he's really likable. His stories and, and are so relatable. His jokes are really good. And from what I saw, I did not see the whole thing. So if somebody's out there and didn't like it, whatever, I didn't watch the whole thing. But from what I saw, I thought it was really great and, and funny. Um, I didn't see anything else um, as far as movies. But um, Rotten Tomatoes said that there was some, uh, it seems like everything in the box office. I really want to see How to Train Your Dragon 3. And it got like 91, so I'm sure that's going to be good. Lego Movie killed it. Fighting With My Family, that movie, that wrestling movie, that killed it. Um what men want 45% that didn't do good the upside yeah so there's a couple of busts but then it looks like everybody else everything else did really good um Brie Larson I guess said that she didn't want white men to review or be a critic of her movie uh Captain Marvel I'm not going to get into that that's just been there done that I mean I, I talked about it a little on the other thing and I got a, I went a little hard on it so um but it's just, yeah, I mean, it's like, so then who do you want? So then, you, I mean, that's just, it's just so ridiculous. Then she tried to clarify. It's just those are the times we're living in. Like, you know, forget who hired you and all the people that are on the movie and that, oh, by the way, your father's a white man. Uh, by the way, you're, you're, you know, you're a white woman. Like, what the fuck are you, these people? I just don't understand. And it's like, it's just such reverse what you want. Like all these people that talk about being like positive uh, or progressive thinkers and, and, and everybody's equal and equal playing field and let's get diversity in there. And then what are you doing? Then you're alienating people by saying I don't want that and then you got to clarify. It's just a shit show and I just can't wait for it to balance out. And by the way, this is what got cut out of the last uh, podcast. So this was not repeated at all. I did not watch one second of the Oscars and it was as glorious as you people thought it would be. It was listening and watching people post things and live tweets and this and that. And, oh, my God, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. That was amazing. I'm not trying to shit on you if you watched it. If it's something you always watched, I get it. I used to watch it. Now it's just turned into, like, whose turn is it? Okay, it's a mediocre movie, but that guy deserves it. Or, oh, this role was written for him, so he deserves it. And I'm not, you know, I just, I'm just... And I didn't see any movies that were really nominated. I didn't see anything like that. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't see the. Uh, you know the Green Book. I didn't see these movies, and I'm sure that some of them were great. But I. I just there was just something this year. I think I had a really bad taste in my mouth because of the Kevin Hart thing too. Kevin Hart's a comedian. Worked so hard. He did a tweet ten years ago. Um, as a comedian, as a joke, because that's what comedians do on Twitter. They're comedians and they joke on Twitter. That's what he did. And they just, um, you know, it, it was just, you know, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And the fact that that lifelong moment for him and that huge opportunity got taken away from a comedian really bothers me. So that was the other thing. And I'm just, you know, shit just annoys me. It really does. So I didn't watch one second of it. And it was so great. To not, you know, because then you get in the car and you're like, yeah, did you see so-and-so at the Oscars last night? Oh, my God, what a dress. And then she's saying like this. And then it's like, shut the fuck up. Grow up. Grow up. Here's where I'm performing, everybody. I hope you guys come out. Because the Paul Verzi Tour 2019 is about to go down. And I'm really, really excited, guys. Um, I don't really say this, but I can tell you that this is the best material and best comedy and stand-up that I've ever done. I think it's going to be really, um, you know, I just think it's going to be a lot um, different than what you guys saw, but all, just better, but still what you guys like. So um, just come out and see me. How about that? Uh, March 22nd through the 23rd, I'll be at Bananas Comedy Club. Okay, uh, Tempe, Arizona Improv. Tickets are on sale now, April 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's the Tempe, Arizona Improv. Check that out. Where am I after that, you ask? Well, April 11th, 12th, and 13th, I am at the Punchline in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now at paulverzi.com, or you can go to the Punchline Philadelphia's website, and you can get tickets there. Oh, but Paul, where are you after that in April? The Raleigh Improv in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
Okay, I will be there April 18, 19, and 20. All right, so there you go. End of March, bananas, uh, 22nd and 23rd, and then every weekend in April, starting in Tempe, going to Philly, going to Raleigh, North Carolina, check, uh, or yeah, so to the end of April. So check that out. Then I want to come back April 20th and a couple days later do a live Verzi Effect podcast from a comedy club, which I'm looking to do. So um, you guys can check that out. Um, anyway, there you go. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sorry it's late. I really recorded one earlier that is on Patreon now. I'm going to try to put another Patreon out, but I am going to load you guys up uh, in, in March with Patreon. It's $3. It will not be disappointing. You will hear a bunch of stuff, and we're going to make a big announcement. Okay? Send me some art. Send your unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE uh, at uh, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Dot com. All right, there you go. I did almost 40 minutes on the other one, which is on Patreon, and this one's almost an hour. And I'm sick under the weather, and I'm doing it for you people because you deserve it. You deserve it. I'm going to shoot my special probably in Milwaukee. I just, I don't know why I thought about saying that right now, but that's what I was going to say. Um, Anyway, you know what we'll talk about next week? We'll talk about weddings because I'm going to be at a big one for my friend. So we will talk about weddings next week. So I'll give you guys, how about this? I'm going to give you guys a heads up. Send me any funny wedding stories. Send me wedding stories about speeches. Send me wedding stories about the cake. Please send me wedding stories if somebody threw up or fainted or did whatever. Um, Send me wedding stories of if there was like a fight. You know, there's always that, fuck you, bitch. Take this outside. You don't do it here. If that happens, you know, uh, I almost had to knock a kid out at a at a wedding. And uh, it got really ugly. My dad had to walk from his table to my table, grab this kid. He was drunk out of his mind. He was he was pissed blackout drunk at the dinner, like while we were eating. And I go, what'd you get, man? The, the chicken or the... I'll tell you guys a story real quick before. I might have I told this a while ago, but... If you're new to the show, uh, I'm at the table, and uh, this kid, I'm just sitting down next to this kid or whatever, and uh, it was my dad's, my dad's wife, so my step, it was my stepmother's daughter who was getting married, and I say to the guy, I go, oh, what'd you get, the, the fish or the chicken or whatever, and he's hammered drunk, and he's just staring at his plate, and he just goes, does it matter? Does it matter? I go, no, no, I'm just asking, like, which one? Does it matter? Does it really matter? And he starts going, dude, and he was, like, really, really out of control at the table, and people are looking at him, and people are looking at me. And then he said something, and I go, listen, motherfucker. I go, I will knock you the fuck out in front of all these people. You understand me? You never fucking talk to me like that. And, dude, he just, like, was, come on! And he, like, stood up and kicked the thing back, and then I just stood, and I was about to knock him. Like, I was gonna, like, I mean, here's the thing. If I had punched him, he would, he was so drunk that if I, I mean, he was like staggering before. So if I had punched him in the face and knocked him out, it just would have looked bad. It would have looked like I was beaten up or like, you know, like somebody with a, a disability, you know, like a mentally retarded kid, you know, like, or whatever. Well, no, they're stronger, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like if I would have, it would have been like hitting a young kid because he would have just went down. So my dad ends up walking him outside and it was just a shit show. But uh, if you have any good stories, um, because I will come back next week, talk about the wedding, talk about all kinds of wedding stuff. And then you guys, I, then I could read your guys' wedding stuff. So there you go. Send your wedding shit to unacceptable or an unacceptable. It could be a wedding unacceptable. There you go. This has been TVE 392. You guys are the best. Check out paulverzi.com for upcoming dates. And I will keep you in the loop with everything going on. Take care. Thank you. You guys rule. Love, peace, respect, Canada, America, overseas, England, Britain, Germany, Poland, Hungary, Czech Republic, all those other places I went to. Yes, I said Czech Republic like it's part of what I do and where I go, and it's not. I've been there for like two days, and I was incredibly tired, and uh, I, had, I was jet-lagged. So I'm out of here. I will talk to you guys soon. Take care.